0: Guys, You are listening to Valley on your favorite cup of coffee here on whatever it is, streaming site that you are listening to. I am very happy to be here today. I'm extremely, extremely tired. I could benefit from a cup of coffee. I apologize for my absence. It has been a crazy life as always. School's been kicking my ass. Work has been kicking my ass. My interpersonal relationships have been kicking my ass, but I am here and alive. And thank you guys so much for listening. All right. So honestly, I have been very much just like stumped for topics because I feel like a lot of times I kind of just get on here and it's a stream of consciousness and I'm very much okay with that. And that's very much going to continue. But I wanted to add more structure for season two or three or whatever fuck season we're on now. We're definitely on C3. But regardless, I wanted structure and that wasn't working for me. So instead of just like putting out podcasts that didn't match the structure, I just like stopped putting them out altogether. So we learned a new lesson today Kids anything worth doing Is worth at least half assing Because like at least you're going to kind of do it instead of not doing it at all so i'm sitting here and i'm just like damn i really don't want to have guests i'm really not the whole point is that it's just me and like me and my musings you know what i mean so we had a project for school it was pretty much we could pick any media project that we wanted to do like a uh, like a mini documentary or like a like a youtube vlog or whatever the fuck and i picked a podcast obviously. And I I absolutely read the instructions wrong. Don't tell me how. And I completely wrote up a new, like a, like a true crime podcast or whatever. And I wrote the whole thing out like three in the morning. That was not what we were asked to do. That is, that was completely off base, but y'all are going to get this true crime podcast today. Because I stayed up and did the fucking work. This was literally months ago, though. So the cases are like a little bit like stale. But I think that all of the cases are still really relevant because I don't feel like justice was ever served. So like we are going to examine one, the Lauren Smith Fields case, the Bumble case with the black girl that was killed by her white male date. And that's what I have the most information on. And then we're going to look at Tamla Horsford, Horsford. Yeah, Um, the mom that was found dead at that sleepover with all of the white prep school soccer moms or whatever. I think they were football moms, actually. Nope, soccer. Nope, football moms. I was right. And then we're going to look at Kendrick Johnson, whose body was discovered in a gym rolled up in a mat. And yet somehow that was still ruled an accidental death. So, we have a lot of fun stuff to chat about, guys. Thanks for being here with me. So, let me look through my little notes here. All right. Lauren Smith Fields. I'm so excited to start. Uh, excited is. Incited is an interesting word to choose. Excited feels wrong because it's like we're talking about someone's death. But I'm like, I'm just like excited to talk to you guys today. So whatever. So Lauren Smithfields was found dead in Bridgeport, Connecticut in December, this last December that just passed. And the official cause of death was acute intoxication due to, quote unquote, the combined effects of fentanyl, promethazine, hydroxine and alcohol. That's a lot. Like take that as somebody who went to prep school and private schools her whole life. That's a lot. That's quite the cocktail. That's that, that's that's a lot. And the death was ruled an accident, okay, according to the medical examiner of the Connecticut office. Cool. Cool. Sounds kind of strange to me, but whatever. She was 23 years old and her family got a lawyer, obviously, named Darnell Crossland. And he said, I've never seen a medical examiner conclude a mix of drugs as an accident without knowing who provided the drugs or how it was ingested. And honestly, that makes a lot of sense, because when you look back, like even at um, Mac Miller's case, like with, um... With the drugs that ended up killing him or with Lil Peep, they always figured out exactly where the drugs came from. And I never even thought about that until I was looking into this case. So here's what we know. Her date called the police after finding her unresponsive. She was found lying on her back and there was blood in her right nostril. So we know that the guy was 37 years old and his name was redacted on the police report because there were no police charges, which is absolute horse shit, if you ask me. But whatever. They met on Bumble three days prior to her death, which honestly, I feel like three days talking to somebody, that is a decent amount of time to meet somebody. That is a decent amount of time to go on a date. I don't do the whole, like interacting with people it's very exhausting for me especially on an interpersonal romantic level but i feel like three days is a more than adequate amount of time to go on a date with somebody but his testimony is that one she invited him over two they drank tequila and she went to the bathroom to vomit and then she came back and they played like board games and stuff and they ate and watched a movie and then he says that she fell asleep and he carried her to her bed And then he said that he heard her snoring a few hours later because he was on the couch. So then at 6 a.m., he saw that she wasn't breathing anymore because he got up to go pee or something. And then he called the police and the medic said that she had been dead for an hour. Doesn't that sound kind of convenient? Doesn't that sound like that's kind of like wrapped in a bow? Like, don't you feel like that? Okay, whatever. Like, I just feel like... I feel like if my... Okay, I feel like if I gave birth to a son and he ended up being some, like, bumble murderer and he was gonna, like, come up with, like, lies, I would be like, son, please come up with better lies than whatever the fuck it is that you just came up with. But, I mean, honestly, he's a white man, so, like, it didn't really take much for him to have to... Like, he got away with it, you know what I mean? So, like, he knew that he obviously didn't have to do much. Whatever. So, the family's account is that, one, the police never notified them. Um, Crossland, he filed a notice and a lawsuit against the police and a lawsuit against the city and the police which I think was more than appropriate they um her family learned about the death from a note from their landlord the note literally said if you're looking for Lauren call this number that was on her door that's ridiculous and the whole reason that um And luckily, she was supposed to host Christmas that year, and they were always, apparently, allegedly, they were a super close family, and it was really strange that they weren't answering, so, or it was really strange that she wasn't answering. So, when they went looking for her, they find this note on the door, and obviously, they go ballistic. So, her brother, his name was Tavar, Tavar, Graysmith, he said that the... That the detective said that they didn't need to reach out to them as her family because they had her passport and ID so they knew who she was. Right. Like, you can rewind that if you need to, like, hear that again, but that's literally, like, I'm reading it off of this fucking interview. Like, that is baffling to me. So the key evidence in the case wasn't processed until the family got on their ass like they lit that ass up because initially they had only um, examined the passport credit cards cell phones but then they examined the bloody sheets their drinks they found a pill they found a condom with cum in it why was none of that examined beforehand don't ask me i'm just a brand new true crime podcaster i don't know shit but the police refuse to interview the guy that she went out on a date with as a person of interest. Because it's one thing to get interviewed as like, oh, like, uh, like a suspect, obviously. And then there's one thing to be like, oh, well, you know, we just brought them in uh, as like questioning and they just like didn't know they're right. So they just like started answering questions. But if you interview somebody as a person of interest, that means something and they know that. And that's why the cops refuse to do it. So Everett Smith, a.k.a. her father, also said that detectives initially said that there was no need to investigate him because he was a quote unquote nice guy. Right, so, moving. Initial detectives told them to stop calling and at one point literally hung up on the family. So, I really like that they have this new lawyer that's obviously like a fucking bulldog. Like, whenever you read the interviews and you see him talking in front of the family, it feels like he's talking with them and not over them. Like, it feels like he actually really cares about this case. And he compared this case to, um, like, the coverage, like, the media coverage. He compared it to Gabby Petito's case, which I feel like was a really, really interesting in comparison because both cases were fucking huge but honestly i feel like we heard about gabby petito as it was happening and we heard about um lauren smith fields much much after the fact so i'm happy that his lawyer or i'm happy that the family's lawyer actually thought like i'm happy that the family's lawyer made that connection because i thought i was just crazy So I'm happy that the family's lawyer also saw that connection because that type of stuff matters and people love to gaslight certain groups and demographics and say that that type of stuff doesn't matter, but that stuff matters. Like it matters that we didn't hear about this case much until after it was happening and much until after the fact. And even then, even with all the eyes on this case right now, we have not seen justice. And it's interesting because the lawyer actually contacted TMZ to personally thank Cardi B for being instrumental. and gaining traction about the case, which I think is super, super cool. And um, her friends and family gathered on Sunday, January 30th, on her birthday to celebrate her as, like, a final goodbye, which I think, like, honestly, that shattered me. That broke my heart when I saw that. Um, Now, Bumble's account, all we know for sure is that Bumble contacted law enforcement and they were ready to cooperate with the police, but the police never contacted them and their official statement is that they are quote unquote highly unsettled by the event. Thank you, Bumble. So, They obviously had a lot to contribute. So that's all I had. Well, that's not all I have on the Lauren Smithfields case, but I think that that is enough that everybody can go and find and do their research and go from here. It takes one Google from that adorable little iPhone that you are holding and or Android. My stats say it's mostly iPhone listeners here. So thank you, guys. But heartbreaking, heartbreaking, shattering. I, I I dabble, I dabble in the dating sites. I have no desire to stay on said sites. Actually, I think I'm off of, I think I was on Hinge for a while. I definitely just deleted Hinge like a month ago. But this is like a very real threat. Like, the, like it's something that I think women forget that it's something that we actually actively have to think about. Like, yeah, no, I could definitely get murdered at any point in time. I don't know who this guy is. And it's something that we are so trained in that I think we forget how fucked up that actually is that at any point in time these guys seemingly normal guys like the guys that might not have ever even been murderers before like this could be the time like this could be the date that turns him like this could really be the last moment that's really fucked up like that's really fucked up that being said case number two we have tamala harsford now this case goes out to yasmin because now one of my absolute closest friends and i talk about this case all the time because this one's just so chilling Like, I can only imagine if this was my mom. If this were my mom, I would go absolutely fucking ape shit. Like, I would go bananas. Like, I can't, I can't imagine, like, I cannot imagine if something like this happened to a a family member of mine. But if you are uncertain about this case, her body was discovered um, on November 4th in 2008. 18 in georgia and she was at a slumber party with a bunch of other football moms so like they i mean it was pretty much just like in theory this should be super normal right you all have something in common your kids play an extracurricular activity your parents so your kids are your life so like these are people that you're seeing all the time so in theory that shouldn't be weird like i'm not having no slumber parties at the age of 40. But, like, in theory, one should be allowed to have a slumber party at the age of 40 and not, like, come back dead. She leaves behind five kids. She was 40. Um, The cause of death, death by falling, which sounds really fucking stupid when you ask me, but whatever. So the first investigation was um, fall due to intoxication. Alright, but there were odd circumstances and all of the law enforcement ended up being fired, all of the original law enforcement that had to do with this case. That doesn't really happen, especially with cases having to do with black people. Like, there tends to just be too much corruption surrounded by them, so for everybody to end up fired, interesting. Um, The second investigation, the death was ruled an accidental fall due to intoxication. Um, Like, I don't... You know what I mean? For me, that's worse, but whatever. I'm not... I I went to law school for, like, 25 minutes, so it's fine. Whatever. What do I know? Um, The Forsyth County Sheriff's Office and the Georgia Bureau of Investigation are the ones that had conducted all of these searches. Searches? What? Conducted all of these investigations. So if you guys wanted to research this case any further, then that is exactly where you would like to start. Um so uh chronologically we have tamla arriving at 10 p.m on november 3rd to the sleepover um they were allegedly drinking watching tv they're playing cards against humanity uh, uh it was a sleepover with women but there were like three husbands there which i feel like is weird because if we're having a sleepover it's chicks night like it's girls night I only want to see bitches here like I but whatever, because I also know like some girls, you know, like to bring their boyfriend everywhere. And I assume that that doesn't stop in adulthood, but whatever. So allegedly Tamla went to smoke a cig at like two in the morning. And then the homeowner's aunt is the one who found Tamla lying face down underneath of the porch. Interesting. How'd you get on? How'd you get under the porch? What is one doing underneath of a, like, I just, I feel like, I feel like it takes so much. I've been underneath of a porch as a child. I definitely went underneath of a porch. And let me tell you about the amount of effort it took for me to get my body underneath of that porch. You know, one does not just slip and fall and find themselves underneath of a porch. You quite literally have to be placed there or or you have to place yourself there. But, I mean, moving on, whatever. So, at 8.59, the homeowner's boyfriend is who called 911. Now, I feel like if I see a grown-ass woman who looks like she's knocked out dead, whatever the fuck, underneath of a porch, I'm gonna call the police immediately. Maybe auntie was in some shock. I just feel like that's weird. The timing is a little off, because it's like, she went out at two, and then, like, who... No one's so offended by cigarettes that they put her under the porch. It just smells like a murder to me. It's always smelled like a murder to me, but... Regardless, at 8.59, the cops were called and then at 9.07, the police arose. So that's how you know they were in a white neighborhood because it, it took them nine minutes or it took them eight minutes to get there. But the attention for this case was garnered primarily in the wake of George Floyd and all of this other stuff that was going on. So I feel like after all of the, all of the hubbub died after George Floyd, a lot of the cases that a lot of the cases that were brought to light because of George Floyd were also all that hubbub ended up dying because I remember thinking about this case. This case is on the forefront of my mind for forever, for like years. And then I completely forgot about it, like up until I wrote about this project, pretty much. Like, honestly, this case hurts my heart. This case hurts my heart more than the Lauren Smith thing because... I am in my 20s and I'm used to navigating the world in, like, I'm used to navigating the world in a way where there are predators watching or, like, people looking to take advantage, but watching out for my mom like thinking of somebody preying on my mother or a maternal figure that is too much for me to bear personally that makes me want to cry and throw things but then it also makes me want to kill people like i cannot i mean kill people in a in a in a in a abstract metaphorical sense so i do not get taken off the internet but i it it makes me want to go crazy like this case hurts my heart thinking about it but My heart goes out to the family. They'll probably never hear this, but it doesn't matter because my heart still goes out to them, so. Moving on to our very, very last case. We have Kendrick Johnson, which is also devastating because it's like everybody has a little brother figure, a little cousin figure, a little something, but case number three, Kendrick Johnson. His body was discovered on January 11th, 2013, and he was inside of a rolled up mat inside of his gym. He went to Laundes High School in Georgia, another Georgia case. Now, the initial autopsy ruled it an accidental death, which is pure bullshit off top because you can't accidentally roll yourself in a mat and die. That's not how that works. And then There was then a private pathologist that was hired by the family that confirmed that there was, in fact, blunt force trauma um, that he had suffered. So that was, um, the family themselves hired this person that luckily was an intelligent person who went to school and did their homework and actually found the correct ruling of death or whatever the fuck. So then, um, then the police or whatever conducted another autopsy and then they just added on this addendum on their autopsy that said it was apparent non accidental. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, okay, so I'm hearing that it's apparent, that it's non-accidental, meaning that it's obvious that it's non-accidental, meaning that it's obvious that it was on purpose. Wouldn't that be murder? Like, I just... You know what I... Like, again... I'm just a law school dropout. What the fuck do I know? But um, on October 31st of 2013, the U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, they reopened a formal review because obviously some shit went wrong, like the, the things weren't adding up. But then um, all the way in June 20th in 2016, so fast forward literally three years, the DOJ announced that no criminal charges would be filed against anybody. I am so confused. Like, I remember reading through this case when it first happened, and I, like, it was never really, like, a big mystery to me, because when I learned about this case, we, there was a lot that we were learning about people, about black people dying in America under suspicious causes, so he was definitely one of, like, a billion things, one of, like, a thousand different cases that I was learning about at the time, but there was, it was never even a question to me that this was obviously murder, like, it's, like... It's like enter DW side I here like he he definitely was killed like this poor boy was killed um, in terms of litigation um, Kendrick Johnson's family sued the Laundas Board of Education obviously for wrongful death and they also sued um, 38 different investigators cops etc etc for conspiracy to cover up murder which i mean go them now they're now his parents actually ended up getting countersued for defamation and for the defendant's legal expenses but i actually am not sure how that ended up turning out see this is why i can't be a true crime podcaster or whatever the fuck like look at me my research is all over the place um now Louis, thank you so much. Yes, the people can hear you. Um, Now, the speculation is that, or not the speculation, the the police's speculation is that he fell into the mat while he was looking for a shoe. Yes, the story is that he apparently lost his shoe at one point and that and that he went looking for it. And, of course, when one goes looking for a shoe, they tend to get um, wrapped up and tangled up into a mat. That's usually what happens when someone loses a shoe, yes. Um, so that's fucking ludicrous. And um, their final official statement was, we never had credible information that indicated that this was anything other than an accident. That's almost eerie. Like... I don't even, like, I feel like there's really nothing left to say. Like, my heart goes out to the Johnson family, but my heart goes out to all of these families. If your family is a family that any TikToker, podcaster, anybody could have ever written any inspired episode of any true crime, anything about, my heart goes out to you. I am genuinely so sorry. Moving on, honestly, this was a lot of fun I wish that I could sit here and just like record and research more cases but truth be told I'm in the middle of a few laundry cycles right now and people have been vicious these laundry girls. okay somebody took my wet laundry out today so I cannot even risk being late to go get my laundry and my alarm is going to go off in literally three minutes I love you all so much I've recently expanded all of the different ways that you can listen to me. So you can hear me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Alexa, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Deezer, Listener Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Podfriend, and. Amazon music, you know, it's going to take some practice. We're going to get better at it. Okay. Just like at anything else. I love you guys all so much. Thank you for bearing with my consistent absences, but we will get more consistent together. Please keep wearing your masks. COVID is not over. I love you all so much. Love and light.